Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. I hope you're having fun with your kids, even in the midst of the challenges. Our youngest, Jojo, is two, and she was always the crankiest of the three that we have so far. And the terrible twos has set in. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is a... Uh, it's like a light switch. Just one moment she looks at you and then she blinks and then she goes into a full out rage. And it's a challenge, but I look at this as an opportunity to figure out how I relate and communicate with her. And I think that's very important for all of us to do as dads. That's why I want to focus on communication again today. So I started out the year giving you four basic fundamentals of fatherhood that I want to continually have a focus on. That's communication, grace, personal integrity, and faith. And honestly, I don't think that you can just pick one of the four and then everything be okay. I think if you had to pick one of the four, you'd have to pick faith. And if you do faith right, then you should have the personal integrity. You should give the grace because you acknowledge that you've received the grace yourself, and you should pursue communication. So if you've got to pick one, then pick faith. But I don't think you can pick one without the other because Honestly, I see how they all relate to each other. But I want to focus primarily on communication. I'm going to tell you one thing that I do with my kids. I do it a lot with my son, because he seems to be getting in the most trouble out of everyone right now. But I do it with my son the most, and I'm going to carry this on because it works. So I want to share this with you, and then I want to talk a little bit more poignant in regards to communication, because I think there's some things that we need to hear, that we need to be reminded of, and that we need to keep close to our mind and to our heart when it comes to us being fathers and us communicating and ultimately relating to our kids. The one thing that I do with my kid, my dear son Frankie, whenever he gets in trouble, which seems to be somewhat frequent, now he's a kid, this is to be expected, but anytime he gets himself into trouble, we have a talk. There's always a discussion, which I think is the best way forward. I will caution you, if you are the type of parent, and I'm not going to tell you how to discipline, I will at some point have a very a very good discussion on discipline, what it means, and how you should carry it out with Dr. Jim Littles. That's going to be very good, and that's coming soon. But before I get to that point, I just want to caution you, if you're the type of parent who likes to spank your kids, and I'm not condemning you for spanking. I don't see a problem with it as long as you're not beating your child. But if you're the type of parent who just wants to spank your kid and then leave the room like you've done your duty, you're only causing harm. You're not doing anyone any favors, especially your kids. You cannot just be dismissive. You cannot just be absent. You cannot think that your consequence or your punishment is the end of that interaction. That is an opportunity for you to teach. That is an opportunity for you to show grace in a unique way. I think of this from the perspective of Genesis. Adam and Eve messed up, and God told them, you messed up. And God told them, this is what's going to happen because of what you have done. But even in the midst of that 
sequence of consequences that follows, that God tells them, this is going to happen to you because of what you have done, God still implements grace by giving them a promise that from their seed, their offspring, would ultimately bring about redemption and correct their mistake. There was still grace in the midst of the consequence, and that's one thing that we have to be mindful of when it comes to grace, but we're dealing with communication right now. I just want to make sure that whenever your kid does something that you do not approve of, that your reaction or response to that is not just consequence and then you go on about your life. If you're doing that as a father, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing as a dad. You're in your child's life to guide them and to lead them and to build a relationship with them. And if you're not doing that, and you're not doing that by just ushering a consequence or issuing a consequence and then walking away, if you're not doing what you're doing as a dad, then your child basically grows up without that role model of masculinity, without that leadership that you provide as a father, and you are just setting them up for failure because they're going to be searching for so much that was intended for them to have while they were in your care in your home. Don't do that. Don't just give a consequence and walk away. So that's the first thing you can take away from this. Whenever your kid does something and they need some guidance, they need you to step in and be the father that you're intended to be, you have a conversation with them. This is what I do with my son. He messes up and I talk to him about it. I try to explain to him, first off, that I'm not just telling him what I want him to do. Because as a Christian, I'm not trying to mold my son in my image and do the things that I think are correct. I'm trying to create and mold a disciple in the same way that I am being created and molded into a disciple. So I'm trying to tell him, look, these are the things that are good for us to do. And I'm not just using my wisdom. I'm using the Bible as a guide for that. Here are the things that are good for us to do. The reason I tell you to do X, Y, and Z is not because I just want to see you do X, Y, and Z. It's because if you do X, Y, and Z, here are the benefits that come from doing X, Y, and Z. If you'll do these things, you actually help yourself. I am giving you guidance to help you, to benefit you. Listening to me is only going to better you in your life. I try to reinstate that and just take that and hit that home with my son when I have these conversations. I address the issue. I give him the guidance on how to avoid doing what he did, how to better go about the particular situation if it happens to arise again, and I give him some guidance. But whenever I am done, and this is what I need you to hear, whenever I'm done, I always ask him, is there anything that you would like to say, that you feel you need to say, tell me how you feel, talk to me. And then the secret is I shut up and I listen. And it's astounding what happens because typically there's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding on my part. Sometimes it's a little misunderstanding on his part. Sometimes it's I don't like having these discussions. I don't like the consequence. I, I don't like that this happens. And so what happens for me, giving him a voice, giving him his voice and allowing him to be a part of the conversation and actually making it true communication by giving it a two-way street, I learn what he actually needs. I can watch and I can observe and I can see the mistakes that he makes and I can address those, but usually those mistakes and those actions are determined by 
an incorrect balance in the mindset. He thinks one thing that he shouldn't think, and therefore he does something, because our actions usually indicate what we believe. This is why the Bible can even say that faith without works is dead, because if you truly believe something, the things that you do will make it obvious what you actually believe. So when I give him voice and I give him a place in this conversation, I actually learn the real causes as to why he's doing the things that he's doing. And so as I shut up and as I listen, I then have the opportunity to teach like I'm supposed to as a father. I learn what the real issue is, and then I can speak to that. And what's remarkable is as you engage in this interaction with your child, it becomes something totally different. It's no longer about the consequence. It's no longer about what was done wrong, but now it's a true and pure conversation about something that's actually good and beneficial. Your child will start to give you other scenarios and other ideas that build on those good principles that you're trying to instill in your child. This conversation happens repeatedly with me and my son whenever he makes a mistake and whenever I address it and I say, Frankie, tell me what you feel. Tell me what you need to say right now. And as I shut up and as I listen to him speak, then I learn what his real issue is. And then that conversation ends on a happy note every time. It's not a, I'm sorry I had to do this. It's not, you know, this hurts me more than it hurts you. It's, <laughs> which is <laughs> bull. <laughs> that is not the case. I mean, it, it, I don't like any of that, but I mean, come on. I was a child. I, I know what this is like. It didn't change when I got older. Don't use that as an excuse. It's just, it's an excuse and you shouldn't be using that stuff. But you take something that starts out as what might seem like a consequence, and then you turn it into a conversation. And it's a good and it's a positive conversation, and everyone leaves the room with a smile on their face. That's what I want you to start doing with communication. Whenever your child messes up, have a conversation with them. Speak calmly. Speak to them like a person. And here's the big thing that I cannot, I cannot forget to say this. Whenever you shut up and listen, you have to be an adult. Because there will be times where your child's misunderstanding is based on what they think about you. They will see you do things, and they'll misinterpret it. They'll hear you say things, and they'll get the wrong conclusion. Their child, they're still trying to figure this out. But when you offer them a platform to speak their feelings and their emotions and to speak their mind, you better not attack them for what they tell you. Because if they say, I have a problem with the way that you do this, if you're going to be a three-year-old and you're going to get offended, and then you're going to get all defensive, and then the whole conversation turns into you defending your own personal preference and ego, you've lost it. You've, you've, you've not just lost that, but you've, you've lost your authority as a father because you're not acting like a father. You're acting like a child. You have to be man enough to listen and dad enough to respond to their concerns. You have to be willing to receive that, what my pastor always calls that third piece of information. The first piece is what you know about yourself. The second piece is what everyone else knows about you that you also know about yourself. But that third piece of information is what everyone else knows about you that you don't know about yourself. 
Maybe you're arrogant and you don't really think about it. But everyone who interacts with you thinks, that guy's kind of a jerk. He's kind of arrogant. You need to be open to hearing that from someone because if you're not going to be open to the challenge that everyone's going to speak to you, you're not going to grow. If you think that you've got it all figured out, the reality is, is you probably don't have any of it figured out. That's typically how that happens. That's how that unfolds. If you think you've arrived, you've not even started the race. Even the Bible comments on that. It says, if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So if you are in a place where you are not man enough to listen to your child express their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions about you, if you happen to be a part of that conversation, then you need to do some radical work on yourself so that you can actually be the dad that they need you to be. And this segues into something else with communication that is crucial. You cannot have a relationship without communication. Your relationship is going to be predicated on trust. You're not going to be able to build trust with your children if you are not transparent and vulnerable enough to have good communication. It's not just about talking. It's great for you when you pick your kids up from school to ask them about their day. It's great for you to try to engage in a conversation at the dinner table. It is great for you to take a walk with your son or with your daughter and then to just pick their brain and talk to them, ask them different things. That's great for you to do. But if you're not going to be vulnerable enough to, in a sense, somewhat expose who you are as an individual, as a man, and allow your child to ask questions about those things. If you're not going to allow your child to ask you about why you treated so-and-so the way you treated them, if you're not going to allow your child to ask you why you say particular words, but you don't allow them to say those same particular words. If you're not going to be vulnerable enough to allow your child to ask the questions that they have, someone else will answer them. And you don't want that. Be vulnerable, be transparent, and allow your kids to learn from who you are. And this is why it's so great to have a faith base for your identity, to be a disciple so that you have that personal integrity that is founded upon Christ, which you, you don't get much better than that. And then when they ask you, yeah, you know, I did this. It's like the interview that I did with Pastor Johnny Hargrove. He struggled with drugs. He struggled with all sorts of things. He didn't have the greatest past in history, and for him to be the father that he is today is nothing short of a miracle, but he allowed his kids to ask the questions. He was open about his mistakes with his children. He was vulnerable, and he was transparent. And by, by doing that, by offering yourself up on a platter in a sense, you are expressing and displaying that you trust your child. Here's my mistakes. Here's my past. Here's my issues. Here's what dad struggles with. Here's what I'm trying to get help on. And you allow them into your life by you displaying that you can trust them with such sensitive information. They start to reciprocate that and think, well, if my dad can trust me, if he sees me as someone trustworthy and he's willing to do that, I should be willing to do the same. 
if he is so trusting of me, I think I can be trusting of him. So what happens is when you actually start to have good communication where you are open, vulnerable, and transparent with your children, all of a sudden they see your trust for them and they start to put a different trust in you. And so now you have trust going in either direction. And that is what's going to ultimately build the relationship. You can't have a relationship without trust, and you're not going to build that without having good communication with your children. You have to do that. What I do not want to happen in my life, and I know that every dad will agree with this, and if not, we'll we'll deal with that another time. I don't want my kids to grow up and someday say, well, you know, he's my father, so, you know, I love him. I don't ever want them to say that they essentially have to love me, that they're obligated to love me because of who I am to them. I I don't think that your role as a father in their life should be the reason that they love you. I think it should make it that much more special, but you still have to build the trust. You still have to be open, vulnerable, transparent, and have good communication. You still have to build a relationship with them the same way that you build a relationship with everyone else. But they should have that. They should have that element of trust, and they should have that open and just safe communication. And then on top of that, Annie's my dad. That is what makes this bond so special. You don't just get to parade around and do what you want and say, well, I'm your dad, so you have to respect me. I'm your dad, so you have to love me. Why would you want that? Why would you be so selfish and so egotistical and so messed up mentally to think that that is what this is all about? That's what fatherhood is, that I'm their dad, and by default, out of obligation, they have to love me. They have to respect me. They have to you know, view me as an authority in their life. They don't have to do any of those things. And you might be able to mandate it while they're in your home, but when they are out of your home, they're gone. And don't get mad when they don't come back. You have the responsibility of nurturing relationship with your children. And that will not happen if you do not have good communication. If you're not willing to be open, vulnerable, and transparent, then you'll never have that good communication that creates a trust that nurtures a relationship. So that's what I want you to take from this. Build good communication, because with good communication comes trust. With trust comes relationship, and the fact that you are their father will only make your relationship with your children that much sweeter. So be open, be transparent, and talk to your kids, and listen. Give them their voice, and listen to them, and that will give you the true platform and grounds for you to be the father that you are called and intended to be, where you get to speak into their life and actually address their real concerns and their real issues. So be that for them, because that's what you're supposed to be, but most of all, that's what they need you to be. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time.